The opinions of Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman don't reflect the views of Gal Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Bellevue, Houston, a Gal Media station. First of all, it's got nothing to do with anything with Deshaun Watson. That trade be chicken feed compared to what the Texans would ask for Watson. They're adamant that they will not trade him. General Manager Nick Casario said they have zero interest Friday at David Culley's introductory Zoom conference call with the media. And that's the way it is. Watson responded by scrubbing Texans from all his social media platforms. So he's digging in. They're digging in. But the bottom line is, why would you want to force a player to miss to lose millions and millions of dollars by holding out instead of getting a king's ransom? And I've been saying for three weeks, when this first surfaced, they should do a deal with the Jets that's two ones, two twos, and two defensive starters like Quinnen Williams and Marcus May. And then the Texans could use the second overall pick on the second-best quarterback prospect in the draft behind Trevor Lawrence. If they deal with any other team behind them, they're not guaranteed of getting any quarterback in the first round that they may like. But it's a long way away. I think this will go at least right up close to the first day of the draft on April 29th. Sports, 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 sports. So they just sit there and talk about sports? Yeah, and I bet you recognize that voice. There was a big quarterback trade over the weekend. Not this one, no. Let's do it. It's a Monday on the Blitz. Diabolical. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, this is the Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And the Blitz is on for a Monday. Welcome to the greatest show in the history of the known universe. With me, Brett Bauer, the Falcon, A.J. Hoffman, Chocolate Braveheart, Aaron Rabel, the Voldemort. You want to get in today? 713-780-ESPN is your number, 713-780-3776. Or you can get us on the Blitz Facebook page, find the Blitz, click like, send a message. The Voldemort will read it. Twitter is at Fred Fowler, F-A-O-U-R, at A.J. is the real at Aaron is Blitzed, at Degenerates975. You can text the show, you know the number for that can watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ESPN975. And it's a Monday. Hope everybody had an awesome, awesome weekend. Let's have some fun today. What's going on, Mr. Hoffman? Sports and stuff, man. What's going on with you, Freddy boy? Uh, the same thing, my friend. The same thing. Lots of sports and lots of good stuff. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So we just heard John McClain. So where where was he on that we could use him? That was on uh, ESPN National over the weekend. Oh. That was their Sunday morning, oh. one of their Sunday so, morning shows. I, oh, John McClain coming on the four-letter network, betraying the boys over at 610. Because <laughs> I heard an advertisement while I was driving in that John McClain's exclusively on 610. He is exclusively local on 610, but when Big Daddy calls, John answers the call. You never know when ESPN's going to put a movie together or something, and they're going to need someone to play a reporter. And who would that someone be? Well, of course, yours truly, Fred. You ever seen the spreads they got at them movie scenes? I mean, it's unbelievable craft services, but it's not just craft. You hear that and you think, well, what's there going to be, macaroni and cheese? 
Well, yeah, there is macaroni and cheese, but there's lots of other stuff too. Not necessarily craft brand. That's a trick that people outside the movie business don't always know. See, that sounded like <laughs> McLean had sex with the Baytown badass, and that's her child. Hey, Bubba, you ain't never be, you ain't never seen no Baytown badass on some fancy Hollywood movie scene. I'll tell you that much, Bubba. Yeah, well, about to see me on some fancy Hollywood movie scene. So there, I'll, well, I'll eat the craft too. I'll, you know who to call when they say, "Hey, Fred, you know any reporter types we can put in your movie?" <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get that Aaron Wilson guy. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, he was on a uh, Best Week Ever, which airs at 7 a.m. Eastern, so 6 a.m. Best Week time. Ever. Ugh. That's what I was. And he was say. also on Sunday morning. Hmm. So I get around. Well, let's. Uh, I mean, I guess the question was, does the Matt Stafford trade change what the Texans would get for Watson? And uh, and his answer was no in a very fancy way. Well, listen, if it, if it does anything for the Texans. It should make you go, well, maybe the whole we're not interested in trading him at all thing. Maybe that's a little harsh. Maybe we're somewhat kind of interested in trading him. Well, I don't know what you're supposed to say. You can't you can't go into a press conference and say, oh, yeah, no, I get it. So and so I understand why you say that. But at no point did it say we're not trading him. What he said was we have zero interest in trading him. Yeah. And. You know, that's a nice way of saying, well, we got blown away. You can come back later and say we got blown away by the deal. And so we think this is best for the Texans and best for, you know, best for Deshaun. Everybody's happy. Yeah, the the Stafford trade was interesting because, I mean, when you talk about Jared Goff and three firsts or I mean, yeah, three, three firsts. That's that's like, man, that's a that's, that's a pretty good, pretty good haul, isn't it? And the Rams are happy because they not only do they get now here's the other the downside to the difference between those two deals the the Lions got three firsts and Jared Goff so technically four firsts because Goff was a first round pick sort of the Rams got Matt Stafford and relief from a terrible quarterback right. contract right. so that's why I, I think Matt Stafford by himself isn't worth three firsts. But when you consider, well, we, we, we want to dump this bad quarterback contract, and the, the Lions are like, oh, no way, Bubba, we're starting fresh. And they say, well, what if we sweeten the pot and throw in you know, an extra draft pick? I think that's the way it works. I don't think anyone looks at Deshaun's, Deshaun's contract and says, this is an albatross contract. Right. This is a guy who's not playing up to this level of money. So it it, you're talking about probably a, a, a much bigger haul. Not a much big, I mean, I think three firsts and a player is is nice, but it'll be a, a much better player on a friendlier contract than Matt Stafford, if that were, uh, than Jared Goff, if that's going to be the haul. Yeah, and I think if you're the team that's trying to get Watson, you're bringing up that the, tech, uh, that the Lions took on basically an Osweiler-type contract in order to make the deal. Yeah. And they got a first for it. And so. Jared Goff, he doesn't suck, but his contract sure sucks compared to what he is. Like Jared Goff's a, a middle of the road, probably slightly below average NFL starter. Right. But his contract is of He's a paid top like, 10 guy in the league. Yeah, a top five guy almost yeah. when he got it. Now so, that's gone backwards because other people have gotten deals. But from a Rams perspective, 
and, and they did this once before. They they were more than happy to trade picks to to try to get the quarterback, and they, yep. they're trade picks for J- Jalen Ramsey. They're more than happy to do that because they have the guys there in place. They deal in the short term, and and that's okay. At some point, that'll come back to bite you, but it ain't going to be for a while. Well, the Rockets have done that for a long time. Yeah, and and made it work. And now, uh, now there there comes a day of reckoning eventually, as we're you know we've kind of seen the yeah. day of reckoning comes. Yeah. But until it, as long as the Rams sink their contender, they're going to keep throwing them out there. And they, let's face it, what where, what are those draft picks going to be? Oh, they're going to be low twenties. Yeah, in, the, in their mid to late twenties. And let's let's, I mean, I'll say it. I think with Matt Stafford, they're a legitimate Super Bowl contender. I think he's a significant upgrade, and they've still got the talent there, and they've still got a coach who knows how to get the most out of that. I, I think those picks could be thirty. Yeah. 29, 31, somewhere in there. So, you know, it, it's a, I think it's a, a, a good deal for the Rams from that perspective. And I like how they, they just, hey, we're going all in. That's what they do. Did you see what the, uh, what Matt Stafford, what his trade uh, agreement was? He said, I'll agree to a trade to any team except New England. I think, you know who I would blame for that? Matt Patricia. Matt Patricia. I think so, too. Uh, because obviously, and it's it's funny because I've heard a lot of guys sort of come out and say that Matt Patricia was a complete idiot. Yeah. And totally changed the culture the wrong way. But I think that's, uh, you know what? He's not, but that, it's just like all these other little oh, Belichick sycophants. He's not Belichick. Yeah. So if, if you're Matt Stafford, maybe you just don't want to deal with that. And I don't blame him. But I think he would have made, just like the Rams, I think he would have made them a Super Bowl contender. Now, I think the pass easier in the NFC because I don't think the Chiefs are dying anytime soon. And, you know, once, once the Texans get Tua and all those picks, they're going to be, you know, as good as the Rams, especially with this head coach. Man, I went back and listened to the press conference again Friday, and I wish I hadn't because – how do I put this delicately? Um, don't. <laughs> You know, we've said maybe the owner's not the brightest guy. And now maybe the quarterback's not the brightest guy. I sure wasn't impressed with the head coach. Yeah. I mean, it's just like. But uh, he's a culture fit. He's a really nice guy. Uh, I mean, I, I, I just. There's certain, on, Fred. There's certain nice. things that, guy. that people say that the more you listen, you realize eh, that's that's not a good sign. I mean, the fact that. Yeah, he's he's in there talking about oh my dream job is to coach my high school. It's like, dude, you're 65 years old. You should be doing that now. <laughs> Come on, Jason Witten just retired and he already got yeah. that job. <laughs> so I mean, it, it, I, I'm well, I, I'm I'm totally out on this whole team because they're just a bunch of dumbs. And if you believe what a lot of your a lot of stuff you're seeing is that it's really Easter be running everything. That guy is, that's what happens when you let a con man into a group of people who aren't very smart. What happens? He gets their money. And listen, con men can get smart people too. We've all been conned at one time or another. But this guy is basically the Nigerian prince. And he's getting paid. Here's a PSA, guys. If you get a Nigerian prince email, don't send the money. Quick break. It's a blitz on ESPN 97.5, 92.5. There are no mistakes except what you create. You need to know.
Listening to the Blitz on ESPN 97.5 and on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios. Here's Fred Fowler and AJ Hoffman, and we are back on the Blitz. And uh, speaking of all state windows and siding, I had a friend of mine text me this weekend and said, "Hey, my HOA is going to make fix my windows. Is there somebody I should call?" I said, "There you go, Bubba." You know? I said, "Yeah." As a matter of fact. There's a, a little company that AJ speaks for. How to fix your windows. I don't know what that's about. Um, like busted windows? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I didn't ask for details. He needed a window place. It's so funny because with that, the Allstate, the reason why I called them out to my house to begin with, I, I wasn't planning on getting new windows, but my wife broke a window uh, <laughs> while in, in an attempt to prepare for the hurricane that was supposedly coming, <laughs> she tried to move my grill close to the house and broke the window. So I was like, well... Shame. I speak for a window company. I'm sure I can have them come out and tell me what it would cost to replace the glass in this thing. And then the next thing you knew, they, you know, they, my wife had basically fallen in love with the product and said, we should get these in all the windows. So <laughs> it went from a, a cracked window to a, a whole house. Whole house. Of them. Well, that's a good thing. Um, before we get back to, to sports, just real quickly, um, WandaVision episode four, all in. It got really good. So right. uh, you got to stick around through the fourth episode because it, it actually uh, everything makes sense then. And I watched this. I, I watched this other thing that I thought was hilarious and wanted to pass on to the people that. Uh oh, you're not Rona in me, are you? No, it doesn't matter. You can Rona me all you want. I got antibodies. Bitch. I breathed wrong. <laughs> but um, the um, there was a show called Staged. That I think it's Netflix. It may be Prime. I don't. It's one of the two. You just have to look it up. And uh, it's pretty funny because they did it on lockdown, so it's basically just all these guys on Zoom, and it's freaking hilarious. It's uh, David Tennant and the guys from Good Omens, but like episode four, Samuel L. Jackson makes an appearance, and it's one of the funniest things I've seen forever. So if you get a chance to watch it, they're all real short. There's ten episodes. They just. Uh, Signed up a season two, but really, really good. So, yeah, that that was my TV for the weekend. Blasted through that, but I finished up the uh, the pharmacist. Yeah, pretty good show. What else did I finish? Uh, I don't know what else I watched. I didn't. I didn't watch a whole lot. I, no, I watched sports for the rest of the weekend. That's all I watched. Yeah, I watched your. We were talking off air. I watched your Auburn oh. game. I watched the Royal Rumble last night. Ah, I saw you tweeting about that. Oh, yes. I haven't watched a pro wrestling match since WrestleMania during COVID times. And my boys were like, Dad, the Royal Rumbles tonight. I said, you know what? What the hell else do we got going on? There's no football matches to watch. Let's go ahead and watch the Royal Rumble. And I... I sent a text out to our guy Booker T. I was going to have him on so I could ask him some uh, some pro wrestling questions. He was featured last night in the Royal Rumble. Yeah, Bad Bunny came out and uh, Booker T. stood there with his arms crossed while Bad Bunny sang a a song in Spanish about Booker T. 
Hmm. I have no idea what he was saying, but it was about Booker T. Every once in a while, I'd hear him say Booker T. And uh, and then Booker did, can you dig it, sucker, at the end. So it was a big a big spot for Booker T. He's uh, become very famous. Yeah. And m- maybe in the 5 o'clock hour, we'll get into my thoughts on the Royal Rumble. How about that? That sounds good. Uh, I can't. I, I, oh, that, I That's Rob. Hello, Rob. Hey guys, um, I've got. Um, I, I'm a long time listener. I listen to you guys every single day. Welcome really. to the program. But, uh, <laughs> but anyway, um, uh, I play a lot on my bookie, uh, uh, mybookie.ag, and uh, I really respect uh, you guys, uh, Fred. Your picks on uh, hockey and AJ's picks on uh, college basketball. But it's always inevitable that I, um, when I have to go pick up the kids or when I have to run an errand, um, uh, I, I miss your picks. I know you don't. I don't think you do them every day. But anyway, is there a? I mean, can you set a specific time during the four o'clock, seven o'clock hour to, uh, hours to? Uh, announce your picks for the day on hockey and college basketball we'll we'll talk about that because I, I, I get that a lot i think uh now in a, a month you're going to be able to get all my picks on sports map elite and well, there you go that's where they they go and aj's you can get on pregame but um so there's really so no the answer is no we can't set a time to do it because sometimes we've got picks sometimes we don't sometimes we throw them out sometimes we don't that's just the uh yeah and and there are times when like I, like on a break I might be looking at a game that I wasn't going to look at and decide you know what yeah this this one adds up I went one and one over the weekend on on hockey one my but one was a bad one because it was one of my favorite plays of the year and uh yeah they scored two goals I've been in a slump <laughs> on college basketball and this weekend was the slump buster so we had a yeah the, the big I, weekend for my boys I, I, I tailed you on Auburn and I bet UH minus eleven. I was I was leaning the other way. I, I just figured it's going to be a low scoring game. I'll tell you this though: the more I'm watching this UH team, it's not crazy to think that they're one of the three or four best teams in the country. You know what's funny about them? Because I was texting my brother this at halftime. It's like they played about as poorly as I've seen them play. Since the Tulsa game, they weren't real good, and they won by twenty-two. Defensively, they just dominate. Yeah, and it, they and they wear you down with that because you know it, at some point then you start making stupid turnovers, and then you look up, and even even on a day where they didn't shoot worth a damn, the game's out of hand. I'm I'm curious what happens when they when they face like the the great thing about Baylor and Gonzaga is they're they're really good on both ends of the floor, but. I wonder what happens if you see a UH take on like a Tennessee, another so-so offense with a, a dominant defense, what that would look like, or uh, or some some team you know in, in that sort of Alabama is sort of another one at this point. Um, but I, I'd be interested to see how those games would go when you when you put in a, a team that's just killing it on on defense. Both teams a little bit of a struggle on offense, see, and see who wins that thing. I, that's where I think UH might struggle. Yeah, but man, they're they're very good. They're up to four in Ken Palm, uh, and by Ken Palm metrics, they're the number one adjusted defense in the country now after this game against SMU. So 
uh, yeah, big ups to to UH. They're they're balling right now. Yeah, I, it was it was funny because you know I'm watching that game, going, man, this is as bad as they've looked, and they're still up four at the half. And second half, they didn't really shoot much better, but they started getting. I mean, they just warmed down. And uh, what when I say fourth and Ken Palm, what I'm saying is that like Ken Palm is the the site I use that sort of basically measures every stat ever. Um, on like all the all the offensive defensive metrics adjusted things like that uh rebound rates all that good stuff and basically it'll give you sort of an idea of what a point spread could be between them and someone else that's so that's yeah. that's what i mean uh which you use that religiously religiously yeah which is a smart thing to do um and uh right now uh by kim pom so they're saying like on a neutral and this is again, this isn't a Vegas line because Vegas would probably you probably have to pay a tax if you were betting on Gonzaga or Baylor. But it's it has UH about six point two points worse than Baylor, and about six point eight points worse than Gonzaga. Okay, so not not a bad. That's place not to bad. Be. You're inside a ten with those two teams. I think and they're, they're pretty good. .06 worse than Michigan, who's number three in the rankings. So, uh, somebody was asking me, he's like, oh well, they're the only one loss team that that's. They're behind the other two, and what do you mean? Like Michigan and who's the other one loss team? And I'm like, but yeah, but those those uh, teams, Villanova, Villanova one like loss team. those teams are playing in big boy conferences, and, yeah. And and no knock on on the on the American, which I think is a pretty good conference. It's just that this year it's not. I the, mean, the American's not as good as it has been, and so that's why it's been so hard for me to judge them, and because they haven't played. I mean, other than the Tech game, which was early, um, they really haven't played anybody that. I can say, boy, that's a good measuring stick. Because you don't have to win those games. You just have to play. Because you know, like South Carolina early, I thought would be that, but they're not any good. Um, you know, Boise, eh. I mean, that's just, they, they haven't really played any. And, and there's nobody in the conference. Like usually Memphis is loaded, right? Yeah. Or Cincinnati's got a bunch of studs. And and in like, you know, past couple of years, UCF's been pretty good. But they just don't have that this year. Well, just for, for reference, in the top 50 of Ken Palm, there are 10 Big Ten teams in the top 50, mm-hmm. uh, so Michigan and nine others. Yeah. Uh, in For the American, the, the number two ranked American team is 54th. Okay, I, I was going to guess in the 60s. Yeah, but. so they're, they're 54, SMU 50, Memphis 54, SMU 56. So it's a, it's a pretty big drop-off. Uh, the, co- the conference is, it's not a bad conference. It's not like, you know, it's, a, some, it's not the SOCON. Right, but it's not like the last couple of years. You, you could make an argument that God, the Americans almost as good as like the Pac twelve. Well, or I something think like I, that. I think they were actually ranked higher in the Pac twelve like two of the last three years. It's yeah. just they're just not that right now. Uh, all right, I got to tell you guys about TGS Insurance. You want to save money on your car on your homeowner's insurance? Pardon me. Uh, you got to pay your homeowner's insurance anyway. So why why pay more? TGS Insurance is here to make sure that you don't pay too much, and it's so simple. Uh, I did. It. I saved over. I saved over a thousand dollars with TGS Insurance. The average customer is saving over nine hundred dollars, which means some of you may save a little less than nine hundred. Some of you may save a lot more. Graham down the hall saved twenty six hundred dollars a year with TGS Insurance. Uh, why would you not try it out? They'll, it's simple. You send a text. You text the word money to twenty three twenty three twenty three. They're going to send you a. Uh, they're going to send you a text saying, "What's your address?" You reply back. 15 seconds or less, you'll have a full firm insurance quote right there in your text box. And you look at it and you decide, hey, I want this or hey, I don't. You can just delete the text. There's no obligation. 
But it's so simple. Why wouldn't you give it a try? Text the word money to 232323. Start saving today with TGS. Yeah, he got money, but be lying. I lambo'd a lot, told her get out there, right? Her man, he in pit, it's like color my teeth. Why you got a blue chick and a chick without me? Nice hood. ESPN 97.5. is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. 713-780-ESPN is your number. If you want to get in, we'll take some calls this segment. I wanted to uh, get into something we were talking about during the uh, during the break. Yeah. Um, but... We were talking. Somebody was saying, "I'd like to see UH play out of conference," and it just so happens that uh, UH, who is off this weekend, uh, so they've got an open spot. And from what I was reading, um, the the Gonzaga game this weekend has been canceled. I want to say it was Cal Poly or somebody like I, I forget. Maybe it was Santa Clara uh, who had to. Um, had to cancel for COVID. So Gonzaga has an open weekend, which means, well, two teams, and they're supposedly, Gonzaga's looking for some, actively looking for a game. Right. So I, I, I know you've got some pull uh, in the UH athletic department, Fred. Maybe you can say, hey, why don't you guys make a call up there to Gonzaga? I think that would be a great idea. That, that would be a game that would probably get a lot of attention nationally. And... Yeah, I, and I know a lot of people involved in the UH athletic program listen to our show. Well, so since you're listening, rather than me bothering you, make that phone call. See if you can make it happen. And uh, and and even if it's like you play it in a neutral site somewhere. I mean, yeah, you could yeah. do that because uh, although the lo- neutral sites are tougher because like for COVID reasons, it's right. a lot easier because somewhat like typically these arenas are being controlled. I, I mean, but. I don't. I don't care where it gets played. I, I just think that I think it's more open here than it is there in terms of fans. Could be wrong about that, but well, what I have seen is typically when it's <laughs> if that's the case, then typically the game gets played in the place where restrictions are higher. Yeah, like because they don't want to put anyone at risk. If you're you're making sort of a pop up game. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're they're looking to do it as safely well, as possible. And, and the thing is, from a UH perspective, because the entire team's already had it, they're probably in a better spot than most teams. Yeah. So, but I think it's a great idea. And you know, memo to my friends at UH, make that call, man. Let's do it, baby. Yeah, I, I what would. A game that would. Be. I, I would pay to watch that game. I would love to see it, man. So I would love to see it, uh, and that would be sort of a, you know, you talk about a signature win, and. No more discussion about if they're real or not. I mean, no. Well, if they could, if they could win it, but even if they play them down to the wire, yeah, that would be huge. I think that would that would tell me a lot about what they can be because what they are now is still not what they're going to be. And they in have three some weeks. good wins. Don't get me wrong. Like the the Texas Tech win is a good win. Uh, the Boise game is a good win. Honestly, that like if I'm if I'm UH, I'm volunteering to road trip up there because that's kind of what their resume misses is a really good road win. Their best road wins, probably SMU. Mm. So, mm. Um, or, or even really a great, they, they, ha- they haven't played anybody really that good on the road. 
So just even even if you go out there and, and give it your best, I'd, I'd like to see that. Oh boy, we got a lot of people that want to uh, weigh in. So why don't we why don't we take some phone calls here? Let's get in. We got people want to talk to Texans, I believe. Let's talk to uh, let's talk to Dustin first. Hello, Dustin. What's up, guys? Sports. Sports to you. All right. So I saw something on Bleacher Report. He was talking about basically how the other thirty-one owners of the NFL could possibly vote Cal McNair out of ownership and make him sell the team basically because of ineptitude based on the point that uh, what they don't want is the ability for a 25-year-old elite quarterback to force his way out of a team. So I'm curious what you guys think about that. And I'll hang up and listen. I, I've, heard, I've read that. I don't think it will happen. I think it would take more than just making conceived poor decisions. <laughs> Uh, I think it would have to be like, oh, well, Cal, Mc- Cal McNair's been accused of rape or Cal McNair is a murderer like, I, or, or Cal McNair got caught on tape saying the N-word. Yep. Th- like what happened with Donald Sterling. I-, I think that if you're talking about taking away voting to take away a guy's franchise because he's making some poor football decisions, you, you, that, you're, you're opening Pandora's that's, box. Uh, that's time. never going to happen. I'm going to give you three reasons. Number one, Al Davis. You don't yeah. think they didn't want to chase Al Davis off? Uh, number two, uh, Jimmy Haslam. Uh, number three, Daniel Snyder. Yep. And they they that would never happen. And frankly, I think it's irresponsible for them to report that that's a possibility because it isn't. All it does is give Texans fans hope. And it ain't happening. You're stuck with him. You're stuck with Jesus Easterby. And that's just life. Uh, shout out to Mike, who sent us Matt Norlander's tweet from an hour ago. Number one, Gonzaga, and number five, Houston, were deep into negotiations to play a neutral site game this weekend in Salt Lake. Uh, A source tells CBS Sports, but it fell through this morning. Game will not be happening, barring an 11th hour change of heart. Teams are combined 32-1. and Now I want to know details of why it didn't happen. I wonder... It says, Gonzaga remains on the hunt to fill its schedule with a quality opponent. Uh, TBD, if that can, will happen. Okay, so those of you who already made the call that I was talking to earlier at UH, call it back and get it done. I wonder if it's a a TV slot thing that they couldn't make work. I mean, I don't know. I, I wonder. Yeah, what's... I'd like to know why. In fact, uh, any of you have inside information that know me, let let me know. Uh, how about uh, Carrie? Whoop, Carrie dropped. Oh no, there's Carrie. Or is Carrie there? No, he hung up. Donde está Carrie? But. As far as getting Cal out, I think John and Lance have talked about it a couple of times. The, your only real hope is that one of Cal's siblings decides they want to kick down the door to Janice's house and go, I'm taking over. Dad didn't want this to happen. Our little brother's an idiot. It's my turn now. Yeah, well, I mean, that's happened before with the York family in San yep. Francisco. There's uh, there, the bus family in L.A. There were problems with uh, uh, Bud Adams' kids at one point. But, yeah, unless something like that happens. But, again, yeah, I think you're getting your hopes up. And there's there's no reason for that. Um, how about uh, Kevin? Hey, sports guys. Sports, Kev. Hey, just wanted to say, like, my, my wife is the only sports show she likes listening to. Literally enjoys it. So, thank you, guys. And as a diehard Gonzaga fan, I'm just hoping Baylor's opponent Saturday gets COVID so we can make that one and two happen. <laughs> but anyways, I want to talk about the uh, the Rams. Like, they're mortgaging their future so much. 
that do you think in maybe two years when those draft picks, you know, are getting sent away to Detroit, that they actually might be a last place team just due to the salary cap? Well, uh, their draft picks are going to be gone through Stafford's contract. So I think the only way that they end up being a bottom-of-the-barrel team is if Stafford gets hurt. And Stafford's a pretty durable dude though, over the course of his career. So I tend to think that it, they're, they're not worried about it. I mean, now, could it, could it haunt them five years from now? Like, suddenly they, the depth just isn't what they, they'd hoped it would be? Sure. But I think the Rams are of the belief that while they've got the best defensive player in the whole wide world, uh, maybe, maybe the maybe the two best defensive yeah, players in the whole wide it's world. Certainly, two of the five to ten best <laughs> yeah. in the whole wide yeah. world. Uh, they're they're going to try and and make a splash, and um, you know they, they're worried they'll worry about five years from now. Five years from now, I don't mind the strategy because I do think the Rams are close. The, I mean, hell, the Rams were close this year. I mean, they're they're not far off, but they're they're making a pretty big upgrade, I think, from Matt Staff or from Jared Goff to Matt Stafford. And oh, I do too. And I, I really do think they were a little short of being a Super Bowl contender this year. I think he's what's missing. I do too. And I and, and before you you panic about the future with them, remember they did this two years ago, and it got them to the got Super, Bowl. Super Bowl. Yeah, uh, they they traded picks for Jared Goff, and then last year Indomitian they traded Sue. Uh, they went and got Dominican Sue. They they played for the moment, and it worked almost. But then there there was some. There was a little pain the next year. They had to let go of some guys, but then they go out and get Jalen Ramsey. You know, so I think they're pretty smart what they're doing. It's it's what Bill O'Brien tried to do but did poorly because the Texans weren't close enough, and that was his fault. Uh, let's try Kerry again because we'll give him another shot. What's up, Kerry? <laughs> hey, guys. Sorry about that. I got dropped off. No worries. Go ahead, man. Sports. Yep. Hey, uh, so so I, I called John this morning about it a little bit. I, I, I listened to the uh, press conference over the weekend. And so, and Fred, this is more directed towards you. What what happened to journalism in the city um, mm-hmm. in terms of asking honest questions about what's going on? In other words, you know, asking the coach, have you talked to Deshaun Watson uh, what what's going on uh, before taking the job and things like that. I mean, just, you know, if yes, what what did he say? If no, why not? Was that a setup, that, that whole, that whole uh, you know, that whole press conference? I, uh, I've got to be careful with this because I don't want to dog these guys. The, the reality is that, um, well, first off, I'm, I'll defend them a little bit. This has been a harder season for them to deal with because they're not there every day. They can't get the kind of inside information that they usually get that will lead to being able to ask some of those questions. Now there, there are a lot of questions that didn't get asked at this thing and and maybe they were saving them for the back end. And after the fan thing, they were like, Oh, mm -hmm, we're closing it down. I don't know, but there's, there's a lot of things like I'd like to know. I want to know what, what kind of offense you're going to run David Culley. What's your what's your strategy? Uh, what kind of defense? Uh, well, uh, can you really ask those questions when you don't know who your quarterback's going to be? Well, I mean, but he's got to have a concept, right? Well, we're going to be, you know, O'Brien, can, we're going to be multiple. We're going to be a game plan offense. Kubiak was a play action uh, zone run offense. I mean, I'd like to know the answers to those kind of questions. But as far as 
uh, they weren't going to answer anything on Deshaun, and I think that's uh, other than they, well, we think he's going to be here. But eh, there, there's a lot of questions. And, and even in the Casario presser, I would have liked to have heard more questions about what his plan is for the roster. It's like, do you look at this roster and see a serious cap problem, or do you see a bunch of areas? I don't I don't need to know the names, because I already know the names. I've looked at them. David Johnson, Bernardo McKinney. Um, but there are places where you can clear the roster. And I'd like somebody to have asked about J.J. Watt at some point, because apparently nobody has anything to say about him. Only the greatest player in team history. If you're going to move him, I think the fans would understand. But at least address it. And, you know, journalism fell apart when I left the newspaper business. That's a fact. It's all because Fred left. (laughs) Just kidding. Just kidding. All right, quick break. Don't go anywhere. It's the Blitz on ESPN 97.5-925. This is the Blitz on ESPN 97.5. Listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. James had the same caller called John. John called, you know, per the transcript. They did ask him exactly that. Have you communicated with Deshaun? The answer was no, and he wanted to argue with John. I think the answer was pretty... Um, the, the, your issue shouldn't be with the people asking the questions. It should be with the people answering them. And in, But there are some lame-ass questions. There are some lame-ass questions, but there's also not the room for follow-ups that, that you should do. Hey, listen, press conferences are useless. The way a good reporter gets information is spending time around the team. And used to make fun of me for going out to practices, but that's where I learned everything. From talking to, to players and coaches and people out there and finding out what was going on with the team. And then you can, that's what enables you to ask good questions. This is a soap opera. It's not the same thing. And it's an owner who's not real bright. It's a quarterback who's not real bright. It's a bunch of people who are, and they do their all slap everybody on the back press conference. Well, welcome David Cully. I, I mean, I love the family. Ooh. And then Deshaun wipes all the Texan stuff off his Twitter. It's a dumb and a child is what it is right now. Um, Alex, go. Alex. Hello? Yep, hey, Alex. Go. Uh, Yeah, this is Alex. Yeah, are you in a refinery, Alex? Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. What do you got, man? Hello? Yeah, talk. Uh, nothing. Okay, sorry, yeah, we, we can't hear you, man. I'm sorry. Yeah, first, be there when we go to you. Second, you've got to get a better phone, man. <laughs> it's also very loud wherever he was. Maybe he actually was in a refinery. Maybe, well, I, I said, are you in a refinery? And he was like, yeah. I, I think maybe he didn't hear me, though, which is even more problematic. Yeah, that's that's a problem. I mean, that was that was a phone issue. So clean that up and try again. And Philip asked, Fred, do you ever gamble in the stock market? I mean, the, the stock market... It, it is gambling. It, and, and it's so funny because, like... Apparently, everyone in the stock market looks down on gamblers, even though it's the exact same thing. It's, oh, we're respectable. Are you? I saw the big short. (laughs) 
uh, you know, I saw Wolf of Wall Street. Are you really respectable? Uh, and anybody that, that does training, that that's what they do. They, they look down on sports betting, but sports betting is the same thing. It really is. There's so many angles that are the same. It's when to invest, when not to invest. And so, yes, it's a gamble. Let me make it clear. You lose. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. That's gambling, right? That's it. So, 713-780-ESPN is your number. 713-780-3776. And uh, we, we could try again if you guys want to get on the Watson thing. I, I think... Uh, yeah, you know, I I have said all along. I really like Deshaun. I, I'm I just think, I'm I'm kind of to the point where, as a franchise, they're probably better off. Well, moving on, and I don't blame him one bit for wanting out of here. But and I, I think it was Creighton was mentioning his agent's the same one as Jalen Ramsey's, and this is Jalen Ramsey's playbook from how he got himself out of Jacksonville. The problem, was, the difference was Jalen Ramsey didn't sign a contract four months ago. Yeah, well, I, that, that's why I can't feel bad for Deshaun. I, don't know. I, I thought he had signed fairly early. I think he had just signed one too. I could be wrong about that. Uh, but anyway, uh, I think that the Texans, if they make the right deal, will be better for this. And I also think. If they send him to the Jets, Deshaun better get used to four and twelve. Yeah, because <laughs> that that team's not going to be instantly better because of him. Because it's a, it's in pretty bad shape. But all that aside, you know, I, I hope he, I do hope they move him. I hope he gets a chance to go somewhere else and do what he wants. That's not, and I I can say that I blame the Texans for this. And in the same sentence, say I, I say I think he's acting like a child, and it, it's disappointing. I mean, a, a guy who's supposed to be a leader. Should do better than this. Yeah, Jalen Ramsey, he, like the Jags had picked up his fifth-year option, and okay. that, that was the year he got traded. Yeah, so that the, was where it started to go south. Is they were like, he was like, I want a long-term deal, and they're like, we don't know if we're going to do that yeah. yet. We'll franchise. So they know, traded him, and take that's his fifth-year option. I mean, the Rams signed him to a five-year big deal. Okay. I knew there. I knew he he was getting paid. So and and I heard someone like the the gal that called into Josh's show today. And was like the Texans are they're there to blame on this. And I'm not saying the Texans aren't to blame. I'm not saying I'm not telling you the Texans aren't a terribly run franchise. It, it's an embarrassment right now. But just because you play for a bad franchise doesn't mean you get to leave. And it especially doesn't mean you get to leave four months after you sign your contract to be here for the next four or five years. It it doesn't work that way. And if it does work that way eventually. It takes some time, and it's messy, and it's ugly. And there's people who are like, well, why do the, Why would the Texans want to keep him here if he's not happy? Well, and I like that John McClain at the beginning of the of the show, we played his audio. Well, because the Texans have him under contract, so they feel like, well, we agreed to this deal. We're not going to just say you get you can leave whenever you want because you signed to be here. Now, if the situation lines up perfectly, perfectly, and they get a, a king's ransom, by all means, move on. But unless you get a deal that just blows your socks off, I would. if I'm the Texans, I would rather let Deshaun sit and pout and cost himself money than to give in and, and trade him for less than his value. Yeah, I think... Uh... I, I listen. I don't blame him for wanting out, even though he signed the contract. I think a lot's changed since then, and none of it's none of it's been good. 
except for getting rid of O'Brien. Although maybe that may turn out to not be very good. But because I don't know that they're better at either position now, either GM or coach. But on the other hand, I, I think uh, the way he's doing it is just childish and it's embarrassing. And I do think at some point, you know, the guy who's leading my team, I need him to handle this better. And that's all. Somebody says uh, the stock market is uh, gambling for rich people. So, I mean, a lot of regular dudes made some good money off of it last week. Yeah, which is good. I'm all for that. I'm I'm for the I'm for the little people. And then um, somebody else saying any sympathy for golf being sent to Detroit? Not really. Listen, at some point. Well, I I say that at some point the Lions are going to be okay. Uh, I don't think it'll be with Jared Goff. Uh, and I, I don't, you know, I don't know that I like their coach hire either. Yeah, well, I like it better than what they had. I, I, well, yeah, anything was going to be better than Maddie Patricia. Yeah, no I, question. I mean, they they were just such a such a mess. They needed to do something. Uh, and <laughs> I'm with you. I, I don't know that. I mean, I don't know that golf is worth a damn either. But they can. I mean, they're stuck with him for two years, and then they can get out of him. I, yeah, I, I think it's a good deal for the for the Lions too. I, I do too. And, and even if you're not getting high first round picks from the from the Rams, you're still adding, you're supplementing your high first round picks with more late first round picks, and those, that's trade capital too. Right. So right. if you need to, if you decide one one year the Lions are like, you know what, we need to move up and have the top pick in the draft, and we can offer. Uh, two firsts and a first next year to move up five spots. Well, there's there's teams who will go. Well, those are first round picks. I'll take it. And we we've seen the value. Like depending on what position you're looking for, that thirty second pick. Like when the Chiefs moved up to trade Clyde, or for Clyde Edwards Alaire, the reason they did that is because well now they're going to have a fifth year option on the guy instead of moving up to the first pick in the second round and taking him where they would only have him for four years. So. Even late first round picks have they have their yeah, advantages certainly. Definitely. Um seven one three seven eight oh ESPN is your number. You know what uh, I had this weekend, AJ? You had some Carbach, I bet you. Damn right I did. Yeah, baby. Uh guys, Eric will be in here in a little while. We'll we'll have some wares. Uh but uh if if you haven't tried some, the ranch water from Carbach, I tell you, you gotta get out there and get you some. I saw it on the grocery store shelves this week, so it's available. It's out there. It's it's wild in the wild, uh, but it's a great, easy-drinking uh, ranch water, the agave lime. It blends well with tequila and mezcal. Fred says he's drank it with vodka and enjoyed it. So if you're looking for something new, you're trying to spice things up a little bit, that's a way to do it with the ranch water from Carbach. Uh, check them out at any grocery store. And, of course, go by the restaurant and the brewery. The, the food there is fantastic. Open for lunch and dinner seven days a week. And the beers on the wall there, they've got stuff you'll, you won't be able to find anywhere else in the whole wide world. Uh, on top of having, of course, Crawford Bach and Love Street and Hoppadillo, Rodeo Clown, all of these standards. Uh, follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And when you're out and about, Make sure you pick up some Carbot. Well, hello. 
to call into the HRP listener line, dial 713 780 ESPN. Dial the phone. Looking to outsource your company's HR and payroll? Get the top initiative and smart solutions with HRP.net. 